Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah, Father. In this atmosphere, we can truly say, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. And we praise His name only in this place. Yes, Lord, we praise You. We love You. We thank You, Holy Spirit, that You are here tonight to touch, revive, strengthen, and empower Your people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you to the band. What a powerful anointing in this place. And God is good. Is God still good in your life? Amen. God is very good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, in all that is within me. Praise God. It's wonderful to see many people in church. You're at the right place. The fire is going to come down upon you tonight. May the fire of God burn in the midst of this place. The holy altar of God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to talk tonight about the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion. The lion, our God. When you just think of him, then there's something happens on the inside of a person. And we need people to have an experience with the lion of the tribe of Judah. That lion is roaring in heaven over his people. Let me behave. First of all, let me just tell you about the lion of the tribe of Judah. It happened so that when Israel, I call him Israel, had his 12 sons, that one of them was called Judah. And we know that Judah was born by who? Leah. And Judah and his brothers were quite naughty. I don't know in what sense or I'm using a friendly terminology when you look at when your 11 brothers want to kill you, if that is a friendly thing or a kind thing. But they had a problem with Joseph. And you will see when they got to the point of killing him, Judah said, no, let's make some money. That's where the Jew thing comes from. You know, making a quick buck. So Judah wanted to make a quick buck out of this situation. And he said, let's not kill Joseph. Let us sell him. <laughs> now you know where it comes from. Okay. <laughs> the blessing that rests upon the Jews. Let's leave it. So now this is bad stuff. Bad news. Bad news. And later on, we see that Judah changed in the years that he lived. Finally, Judah had the opportunity to show his character. And you, you know about Benjamin. 
the youngest one. Now Benjamin, Joseph wanted to keep Benjamin and you see Judah coming forth and Judah was now talking once again and he said, no, take me, I'll le let me be the one. You see a changed man. But later on, we know the significance that there would come a lion from the tribe of Judah. And that lion is our God. That lion is our God. And Satan so much, he's busy mimicking the great lion, the powerful lion. Satan is a copycat. He wants to suggest to every Christian that he is a lion. But on the inside of us is the spirit of a lion. The anointing of leadership, the anointing of boldness, the anointing, the anointing of God has so many facets that manifests in a person's line, in a person's life once the lion steps to the forefront. And there is a lion on each, in each one of us that wants to take charge of your spiritual life. There is a lion. Jesus, let me just read this to you. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or in earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or look into it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Now Christ left the earth, but he left for himself on earth a people that should live in a such a way that they would show forth his character. And his character is the character of a lion. The lion is not big, actually. The lion is actually not the strongest animal. The lion is actually a kind of an animal. Have you seen a lion in action? You know, one time I went to the Kruger Park with a friend, and we were on a, one of these trucks in the wild, and early in the morning we were driving. And as we were driving, we saw a pride of lions moving, but we saw them just walking. It's a casual walk, and I said to myself, how long, I said to the guide, how long are we going to follow these lions? Because there's no action here. <laughs> you know when you want action, everybody wants some action, but then out of his experience, he said, oh dear friend, you don't know what's busy happening here. I said, what's happening? They've already targeted, he said, they've already put their target on a specific buffalo and they are going for it. But it didn't look that way. 
And the next moment, all fire broke loose. And then those lions kicked into action and they went for exactly that what they wanted and they got it. Then we drove next to it and what I saw was quite scary. <laughs> if ever you've seen a live kill, it's not fun. There's no fun in that. I don't ever want to experience that in my life ever again. The blood and the gore and just the, ooh, that's bad. I mean, they ate the thing until four hoofs were left there. That's lions. Now, to my message, the feet of good news. You know, we are truly living in times where news comes through on the second. Not just from one platform, from many platforms. And we have to deal with this news that comes to us on a daily basis. It's kind of like many people are saying, you know, how do I handle? How do I even handle all of this news? Because it's busy distracting me from my focus. The focus of a lion. We need tonight to change people's focuses. Because no matter the trial, let me, let me put it this way. Whatever you are experiencing in your life, whatever bad news you have received, whatever torment you are going through, whatever trouble you are facing, nothing on this earth should detract you from your focus upon what God wants to do with your life. If you are being distracted, if you are being sidelined, if you have become silent, if you are not living up to the potential that you really can, then you've taken that lying roar to be your, the voice that speaks to your spirit. And it's time to cancel that. Why do I say that? Do you know we've had the most intense beginning to a year ever. We have been preaching like never. <laughs> the fire of God is truly in this place. If a person do not stand up with the right attitude, I am telling you, church, we are failing. And I am saying this carefully because you cannot, we don't want to discourage people who go through tough times, but we don't live for tough times. We live with good news. We live with the most powerful good news there is to man available. And this good news propels me. Does it propel you? Does it fire you up? What does it do to you? Does the good news scare you? 
<laughs> the good news of Christ is that he is still the lion of the tribe of Judah and he's still going for it. And I want to run next to him. I want to be with him. Whatever challenge he puts in front of me, I know he's there and he's looking at me and he wants me to focus on him. Therefore, change your focus. Change, have you seen the eyes of a lion? Have you looked into it? Once next to me came a lion who walked next to our car and I looked into his eyes. I think he just saw Peugeot. <laughs> he didn't see meat. And I looked into those eyes. My goodness, you know, they walk like this. They couldn't care nothing. They are, have you ever, anybody ever been to the Kruger National Park? You should go to that place. Pastor Harold says that's heaven like heaven. I can truly say that is like heaven to me now through the years. Let me get to my message. Good news. The word news, what does news mean? News. I've tried to look it up. It's quite confusing that Mr. Google cannot give me an answer. But it says notable events, weather, sport, news or north east southwest so sometimes it feels like news comes to you north east southwest <laughs> it, it feels like what what on this west rent can further go wrong finally have you seen some potholes are restored thank god for that let me not lose focus to grow in faith means to grow in boldness. You cannot grow in faith without growing in boldness. Write that down. If you are not growing in your boldness, the focus is wrong. So why are lions so intimidating? because they believe they are lions. That lion believes I'm a lion. I eat for life. What do you believe about your Christianity? What do you truly believe about yourself? Do you see yourself as one of the king's kids? Because the way Christ sees you, he paid a price that you might see yourself differently from this world or even the Christian next to you. You are uniquely you. You are so perfectly you. All you need is that attitude of a lion. Do you have that attitude? And here's the thing, that faith produces boldness as well as holiness produces boldness. If a person cowers, usually it's because of sin. Usually, usually it's sin. Sin is the greatest burden on so many Christians. Why they cannot live up to their potential. Because of the many things that this world is challenging us with. Like just one thing, bribery and corruption. Just that thing. You know what, I don't know if you've been involved in such stuff, but tonight is the night 
to let all of those things go. It's not worth it to keep and lose your soul. If the traffic officer stops you and your ID book is ready with Uncle Mandela in it, that's wrong. That's just wrong. Usually when they are corrupt, they will let you go. Do you know that? <laughs> because they feel too guilty to take money from you. Just a tip. <laughs> really, just tell him, sorry. No funimali. No maningmali. Haziko. Write that piece of paper. Otherwise, I'm going to pray for you. Can you imagine that person repenting right there? Proverbs 28.1, the, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Lions are intimidating, man. They, they are quite intimidating. Not the Lions rugby team of late, but they are quite intimidating. The reason why we lose our focus, because we have lost our focus upon the lost. The moment a person feels lost as a Christian, you can never touch the lost next to you if you feel the same as they. But if that focus comes and you've made up your mind, I want to say tonight, church, have you made up your mind? Have you made up your mind? When we asked how many people have led someone to Christ, it is basically to entice you so that you might experience what it feels like when you lead a person to Christ. It feels like you hear a roar from Satan like you've never heard it before. <laughs> Believe me, I've sometimes thought, am I now being stupid by telling this person about Christ? I can lose my job here. I can lose here. But it's time to lose that we might gain. It is time to lose, I'm telling you. Loss in this world is gain to Christ. Time to lose. So, it's time to focus on others. Time to focus on others. Matthew 9:35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered like having a sheep having no shepherd. Compassion causes a person to reach out the extended hand. If there is no compassion, then there's no focus. When there's no focus, a person is silent. When a person is silent, then basically you're hearing the wrong roar. Our God is busy roaring to this world and he's about to move with people who want to move. He's gonna use those who are willing. And if you are willing, then he'll enable you. You cannot enable yourself. It is by the Spirit of God. It is by the fear of God. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to seek his face for our lives. We need to seek his face. <laughs> Praise him.
No more playing games. No more. You've got to say it to yourself. No more. I do not live for a salary. I live for the kingdom of God. Amen. See, the Lord Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It is one thing you need to take serious, the anointing upon your life. The anointing upon your life is quite powerful. But I've said to our e-weekend class this weekend, people misunderstand the anointing. The anointing is never for self. The anointing of God's Spirit is always for others. When the anointing starts working, that's the place where you reach. If Satan gets it right to bump you and you step a step backward, so does the anointing. But when you step forward, there comes the anointing upon you to do. Believe me, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon all. I don't have a different Holy Spirit than you. We have the same Spirit of God on the inside of us. And Satan hates the anointing. <laughs> he cannot stand it. You know, because the anointing in the Old Testament, when they smeared them, wanneer jy gesmeer word, it is so that the enemy cannot grip you. <laughs> he cannot, you know, you, 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 you become slippery. <laughs> Amen. If the anointing departs, Satan grabs. So you have to zealously, in the face of God, with intense prayer, ask God, Lord, give me my anointing. I am ready to roar with my God. Amen. Let the fire of God fall. So now, but I can prove this to you in Ephesians 4.11. It says, and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be as children being tossed to and fro by the trickery of men, by the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. These are serious things, but the anointing sorts that out. The anointing. <laughs> Young people, the anointing. Seek the anointing of God on your lives. Seek it. Be passionate about the anointing of God upon your life. You sitting at home, you person, I'm not talking specifically to the, to the online audience. I'm talking about that grandmother who sits there at home. Just sit there. You know what? <laughs> Tell Wimiyapi, I'm taking the car and I'm going to minister at a shopping center. Time to get up. Time to get out. Waiting for death is no answer. <laughs> you'll quickly experience that the power of God is available to those who are available. 
Praise God. So, let me go on. 1 John 2.20, this is the deception of the last hour. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And this is not talking about a clever person. This is talking about a spiritual person that have become a disciple of Jesus Christ, who have been taught the doctrine, who have been taught how to stand in storms. Nobody can teach you once you've experienced certain experiences because you'll never go through them again the same because you have an anointing upon your life. You can face anything that Satan might throw towards you. You'll be a conqueror in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, praise God for that. You know, there's, there's a story about they say the, the name, it's a funny name. Phidippides. Anybody have heard of Phidippides or Philippides? Nobody. Okay, you have actually, some of you. There's a legend that there's a runner, a professional runner, 590 before Christ. Persia planned an invasion of Athens. So they came. And the Greeks had what they call as soldiers, professional runners. And in Athens, they needed the help of the Spartans. So they sent a professional runner by the name of Pheidippides towards Sparta, 240 kilometers away. He ran there two to three days, however it took him, gave a message and asked them, please help us. There's a major battle happening and they said, listen, according to our stuff, we can only come or fight when it's full moon. So they did not go. But then he ran back another 240 kilometers. Getting to Athens, they won actually the battle. Now he had to run to Marathon. When he ran to the place called Marathon, 42 kilometers, any marathon athlete, athletes here? Not a lot of you. <laughs> Neither am I, don't worry. So when he ran to that place to give the message, he gave the message, we won, fell down and died. <laughs> That's a legend. I don't know how true it is because I didn't live that, that time. But here's the thing, you know, if that man had the passion to run with a message, how should we run with knowing the full truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are we truly running like that man who gave his life to give a message? His heart probably gave in. We need to be like that. We need to have that attitude. 
that zeal, that fire of God burning on us. There was a politician in Britain who was interviewed on television. He was asked a question about the institution of family and marriage. And suddenly, the interviewer destroyed him with a remark. The interviewer said to him, to the politician, it sounds like you are preaching to us or at us. And he immediately said, no, no, I'm not preaching to you. And he cowered back into his position where this interviewer was roaring at him. Dear brother and sister, every person here is a preacher. Are we going to cower when the world tackles us? Are we going to step back when they ask us, you know, are you preaching at us? I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching to you. There's a difference, not at you. Because I have a message on the inside of me that you need to hear. I know the truth. The house is on fire. The house is burning down. The people are sitting in the lounge. They're having their dinner. They're watching TV. They are comfortable. Meantime, the house is on fire. What am I going to do about it? Am I gonna just walk past? Let them burn, you know? Let them burn with their dinner. (laughs) That is the attitude that the church has towards the world. Meanwhile, I'm a messenger. I'm a preacher. You're a preacher. You might not stand on a pulpit, but your pulpit is great. Your pulpit needs a lion inside of it. Your pulpit needs boldness. Your pulpit needs fire. Your pulpit needs the message of Christ taken to this world. You have a pulpit. You truly have a pulpit. You have a pulpit. Isaiah 52, seven says, how beautiful Upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings, tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Our God reigns. The lion of the tribe of Judah is about to do two things. He's about to fetch his church and he's about to open up the seals. He's about to move on this world like we've never experienced. And it's going to be suddenly in the blink of an eye. But he wants a church that is without spot or wrinkle. A church that is without spot or wrinkle is not a hidden church. It's not a cowering church. It's not a church that sits there in their corner and are quiet. It is a powerful church. It is a church that are kept clean by the Spirit. Spirit of God, if the Spirit of God is upon you, you will be without spot or wrinkle. 
because you'll have an anointing and that anointing will carry you through your life. That anointing must be taken care of. That anointing, an anointing is something that must increase. Thank God He showed me in my early years as a young cell leader. God showed me in a blink. He showed me that above my head, there's a funnel. And the more I go for Him, the more the oil flows. How's the funnel upon your head? Is it trickles or is it streams? Because Jesus said, Streams of living water will flow from your innermost being. Did he say that to a cowering church? He said that to a towering church and on fire church. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That sounds to me like relationship. That is relationship with the Most High God. It's not like the other religions where you have got to work at good works. There's nothing good about us. It's the blood of Jesus that have cleansed us, that have set us apart, and that's made us holy. So His blood is still working. See, Jesus said, as I finish, I have come as a light in the world, into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness should not abide in darkness. What's the purpose of a torch? Purpose of a torch is to show the way. You are the torch of Christ in this world. We are only allowed to gather on Sundays or when the leadership of a church calls a meeting or calls a fun day or calls a cell meeting. But then we are to enter this world as a light that shines in dark places. Not to tell them anything except, let me introduce you to the light of lights. Let me introduce you to the person who've created the lights. That is the purpose of the church. And once a person experiences that light, you're never the same. You cannot be the same. How can we ever be the same if you've had a meeting with Jesus Christ? So, let me come to an end. I had another story for you, but I'm gonna leave my stories alone now. Because the anointing wants to work here tonight. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is powerful in this church. It's powerful. Please bow your heads. If any person has come into this place tonight and you know for a fact that your life is not right with Christ, you know that you need Jesus. You know that you need salvation. You don't want to end up in, in a fiery pit for all eternity. You don't want to burn because Jesus has paid the price for that not to happen. But you have to tonight. Tonight is the night. Now is the time. 
This is the day of salvation. God is saying to you, I've accepted you, but now you need to be bold like a lion. If that is you tonight and you say, I want to make right with God, please raise up those hands. Please raise up those hands. Yes, yes. It takes a person of faith to do that. Raise up those hands. Raise it high. Show this world you are finished with it. Raise those hands. If you're a backslider and you know that you are far from God, but you want to return, this is your night. Please raise those hands. Please raise. If you say tonight, I am finished with this world, I'm coming back, please raise those hands. Yes, amen. Raise them high. Now I quickly need those people. Just stand up for me. Just stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Just stand up where you are. Just stand up. Yes. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. That's good. Excellent. Stand up. We just want to spend one minute with you. Please come to the front. Please walk to us. Please come here. Please do. Please do come here. Come here. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. That's it. Oh, this is wonderful. This is what it's all about. Please come to the front. Please come and stand here. Please come and stand here. That's it. It takes boldness to do that. How many of you have done this? I have done it. And Jesus is still working in the midst of us. No more playing games. No more playing games. Now you beautiful, stunning, wonderful people. Tonight everything changes about your life. There's tears here tonight. I see that. Please raise up your hands before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now please pray after me. Say, tonight I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I thank you tonight, Father, that you forgive me of all of my sins. I forgive every person that has ever hurt me or harmed me. I pray tonight, please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Please take over. Fill me now with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a proper praise offering. <laughs> and we get to experience this. This is powerful. Now, every one of you, we just want to spend a minute with you. Please turn to my, that beautiful man over there, to your heart side and follow that pastor quickly. We just want to spend a minute with you. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen.
What I have on my heart is that there are people who have truly been victimized, truly been victimized. And God wants to help you tonight. He wants to empower you. He wants to give you that boldness and that wisdom that when the attacks come, you'll be able to answer according to His will. But tonight, He wants to break the yoke of fear upon people. There are people currently under a strain of fear because of intimidation in your workplace, in your family, in your business. God wants to set that straight tonight. If that is you, please come to the front. We just want to pray for you. Amen. God is jealous for His people. He's jealous for His people. Amen. Let us all just pray for the people who comes to the front. Just start talking in your heavenly language. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com. Thank you.